This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. Colorado River shortage declared. Grocery chains, ag sectors, praise snap boost. Mega drought triggers first Colorado River shortage. As anticipated, historically low runoff in the lower Colorado River basin has led to the first shortage declaration for Lake Mead and cuts for farmers. The Bureau of Reclamation projects total inflow for the water year at about 32% of average, with storage across the system at 40% capacity. According to a drought plan developed over two decades, Mexico will receive just 5% of its annual allotment, while Nevada stands at 7% and Arizona at 18%. While these agreements and actions have reduced the risk, we have not eliminated the potential for continued decline of these critically important reservoirs, said Bureau of Reclamation Deputy Commissioner Camille Tutin. The White House Interagency Drought Working Group has been collaborating with the seven basin states, along with Mexico tribes and farmers, on cooperative approaches to conservation and regional resilience. Reclamation is expected to declare a shortage in the upper basin as soon as next year. PG&E safety blackouts possible for Northern California. Pacific Gas and Electric Company is warning of power shutoffs to 16 counties stretching from the wine country to the Oregon border. As many as 39,000 homes and businesses could be affected. PG&E issued the advisory due to forecast high winds and low humidity. Downed trees can damage utility equipment, sparking fires that can spread rapidly under these conditions. The fire weather is expected to last through Wednesday. Bayer petitions Supreme Court to review Roundup exposure case. Bayer has filed a petition with the Supreme Court requesting the review of a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decision that upheld a $25 million reward to a plaintiff who alleges exposure to Roundup caused his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. In the petition, Bayer said federal pesticide law preempts state law claims such as those brought by Edwin Hardiman, who alleged Monsanto failed to warn him and other customers of the risk of contracting cancer from exposure to Roundup. The Ninth Circuit ruled in Hardiman's favor in May. Bayer said the Environmental Protection Agency has concluded such a cancer warning would be false and therefore prohibited by the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA discloses deal to preserve U.S. dairy exports to the European Union. The USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service is acknowledging that it has a deal that satisfies the European Union's demands for new import requirements on U.S. dairy. The arrangement is also acceptable to the U.S. dairy industry, which had been concerned that U.S. producers would have to stop exporting to Europe because of onerous and intrusive demands being made by the EU. U.S. industry sources last week lauded the fix to the problem, and USDA is now confirming that the EU Directorate General for Health and Food Safety 
has agreed that the new arrangements will satisfy its demands for new health certificates on U.S. dairy. AMS says the deal is based on verbal and written exchanges with the EU Directorate General for Health and Food Safety. Meanwhile, U.S. industry representatives are expressing relief. Again, you can read our full report at agripulse.com. Idaho couple still in limbo over impact of wetlands. An Idaho couple may have to keep fighting in order to build on their land after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Monday that EPA was correct in determining they had federally protected wetlands on their property. Chantel and Michael Sackett had sought clarification about whether they can construct a home, but the court upheld the EPA's 2008 wetlands determination. The three-judge panel found the case was not moot as argued by the government, which abruptly withdrew a compliance order during briefing in the case last year. The Supreme Court ruled in 2012 that the Sacketts could challenge the order, but the court, using the test put forth by former Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy in the 2006 Rapnus decision, said EPA, quote, reasonably determined that the Sackett's property contains wetlands. Pacific Legal Foundation attorney Tony Francois said we were uh, reviewing the decision and conferring with the Sackett's, of course, but we think that this decision is erroneous and will be assessing the best course forward to free the Sackett's property from EPA's illegal assertion of Clean Water Act authority over it. Haiti earthquake complicates rice movement. A ship full of U.S. rice had just arrived in the port of Cap Asia when the earthquake hit the country on Saturday. That according to a spokesperson for the USA Rice Federation. The vessel was able to unload and the buyers appear to have weathered the quake, but roads in the area are impassable and it's unclear how the rice will be transported from the port. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman spoke to Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry and assured him that the U.S., quote, is already putting resources in place to support Haiti's emergency response, that according to a statement released on Sunday. Grocery chains and ag sectors praise SNAP Boost. The fresh produce sector is joining dairy processors and the supermarket industry and welcoming the Biden administration's decision to boost SNAP benefits by 27%. The increase comes from revisions to the Thrifty Food Plan, a calculation that USDA uses to determine benefits. The increase is due in part to the fact that the revision is supposed to bring benefit levels in line with federal dietary guidelines. For decades, SNAP benefits have been calculated without adequate consideration of the wide variety of perishable commodities now available in the marketplace, the United Fresh Produce Association said. Michael Dykes, president and CEO of the International Dairy Foods Association, said the increased benefits will, quote, empower SNAP participants to access more of the nutrient-dense foods needed for healthier diets, especially among the food insecure and economically vulnerable. The Food Marketing Institute, whose member companies include grocery giants Walmart, Kroger, and Amazon, also praised the increase. Now take note, both House Republicans and the Trump administration battled to get provisions of the 2018 Farm Bill to cut the cost of SNAP. Instead, 
a little notice provision was added to the Farm Bill that required USDA to do the update to the Thrifty Food Plan that was announced Monday. Here's today's She Said It. This is good, but it can be better. That Senate Pro Tem Tony Adkins announcing a 91% vaccination rate among senators and staff. Lawmakers are also requiring staff and journalists to submit a recent negative COVID-19 test to enter the chambers regardless of vaccine status. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.